At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Greetings for this meeting of you, the listeners, and Talking with T. We're excited and delighted to engage once again as we bring you the latest in trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. We chatter about what matters and keep it real with our spiel. We make it do what it do as we bring it straight to you. It's September 21st, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, pop singer Jason Derulo, horror and suspense novelist Stephen King, actor Bill Murray, actor Alfonso Ribeiro, and television personality and adopted daughter of Lionel Richie, Nicole Richie, country singer Faith Hill, reality star Mama D, and TV personality and actor Billy Porter. Today on the national calendar is National New York Day. On this date in history, Colin Powell was named chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in 1989. Also, John Henry Conyers became the first black person to enter the U.S. Naval Academy. The theme this month is find your strength in September. There comes a time or many times when you must find a force within you that pushes you to the limits, pushes you past fears and pushes you toward those things you want in life. Strength becomes evident and grows in the moments when you think you can't go on, but you keep going anyway. Strength is when you face challenges instead of dodging them. You can't avoid all difficulties, so you must press on and endure. You grow through what you go through. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Make note, I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists. I also look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Let's celebrate people making good choices and doing good work in our community. Also, be sure to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Keep it where it's at after we hear this track. Is trending news, hot topics, and an interview with the new director of the Phyllis Wheatley YWCA, Monica Smith Albright, informing us of their virtual Home Away from Home Youth Program. Plan you have for me fits me perfectly. 
So I offer you worship, worship. A revenue constantly from everything Yet you still gave me purpose So I cry out on my loudest voice Lord God, you're so worthy Lord God, you are everything I need to survive I become fearless Whenever your presence resides in me I usher your spirit, Lord Yes, I enjoy your company So with my worries in tow I will always know You need that to comfort me So I cry, Spirit Spirit fall down on me Welcome back to Talking with Tea Spilling the Tea Are you ready for this? Alright, listeners, it's my pleasure today To have on talking with T, Monica Smith Albright, and I want to first congratulate her. As the new director of the Phyllis Wheatley YWCA right in East Knoxville, congratulations, Monica. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, how long have you been in that position? Well, I started August the 3rd, so it has been a little bit over a month, probably about a month and a half now. And everything's going well? It is. It's been uh, very busy, um, just doing some different things within the building and changing uh, some of the office space around and uh, making some updates and um, adding uh, new programs and all that. So we've been kind of hit the ground running uh, as far yes, as getting into the road. So, yes, uh, everything is going well, but still uh, really busy. I understand transition and change can be exciting, but also challenging, yeah. although I know you're up for that task. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just delighted that you've taken on that opportunity. And so I know today we want to talk about what is available at the Y as we still continue to navigate COVID-19. So I understand you have some programming there for our youth during this time. And if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about that. So we started the we once I started and we learned that um Vine Middle School that over fifty percent of the students there had registered for uh virtual learning and that uh even with Knox County Schools itself over thirty percent of, of the students registered for virtual learning, we started thinking about how can we help the students in our community. Uh what would be a good way that we can help serve students and families. And so one of the things that we talked about was um, the virtual home away from home program. And and after talking to the former direct, director, uh, Kathy Mack, and uh, and just a few friends who are really active in the community and serving youth, uh, I said well, it, it's something that we just have to do. And, uh, and so we started the uh, virtual home away from home. And what we do, uh, we open our building up at 730. Uh, in the mornings, and so instead of being there from 10 to 6.30 every day, we're there from 7.30 to 6.30 every day, and uh, those students, they, it's a long day. When I say it's, it a, long, it's a long day, <laughs> and so wow. uh, part of what we do, we, we welcome those students uh, who register for the virtual home program, and they come in, and we provide uh, just um, just kind of put some parents' minds at ease that who have to go to work, and we provide, we provide space, we provide uh, you know internet services, we provide um, lunch for them uh, each day, and 
just to be able to, if they have questions and concerns, they, they're, they're not at home by themselves, but they're in the building where they have, uh, you know, people there and staff that can help and assist them. And so it's really nice, uh, having a building full of people, uh, you know, every, all day, every day. So that's what we so, do for the kids. Okay, so I know that we're still under some guidance from the health department as far as social distancing and making sure that we continue to try and stay safe. So a mask required in at the wall? Yes. So I and I think maybe some of the kids they, they probably feel like I'm nagging them sometimes because I'm like, you gotta put your mask on. <laughs> you know, you gotta wear your right. mask. Right. Uh so yes, they, they have to wear their mask when they come in each morning. Even if their parents are checking them in, we have to uh check their temperature, uh, we record it. Uh, we have a log where we, we write their names down, their temperature when they come in, contact information. So we have to do all of that that you see a lot of other businesses doing um, when people are coming in and out of the building. Uh, we have um, hand sanitizer uh, in all of the rooms uh, where our students and staff uh, are frequent throughout the building. We have even have a station in the hallway. and um, so we we have we make sure that what they're doing uh we're encouraging them to clean their hands often and uh and then we make sure at the end of the day and throughout the day that we're trying to um you know clean some of those high touch areas to make sure that we're keeping the building as sanitized uh you know as pos- as clean and sanitized as possible we provide mm-hmm. it for them if they do not have a mask but most of the time when they come in they already have their mask on Right. So how many students are you allowed to take? How many, you know, under the guidelines will they well, allow we, you to have in together? With the space that we uh have at the Phyllis Wheatley Center, we are we we do not want any more than about forty students because with that amount of students we can safely socially distance them or so we have to um have no more than about forty. And we you know, okay. we renovated the module well Clayton Homes came in and they worked on that, uh, the modular space out back. So, uh, that will be another space that the students, uh, will be, will be doing. And they finished, they finished that space probably about, uh, three weeks ago. And it's a really nice space and it makes it a nice, comfortable space where students can, uh, you know, study, uh, do their work and then in the after school program, hang out and do some of their activities in there as well. So you have the regular virtual home away from home and the after-school program going. Yes. So when one okay. group of uh, students are leaving, uh, some of them stay for after-school, some of them go home. But as they're leaving, then the after-school students, uh, as the virtual home are transitioning, the after-school kids are coming in. So are you full? Can you take more kids or have you already reached your 40? No, we have not reached our 40. Right now we have um, almost 15 kids enrolled in virtual learning uh, in the virtual home program and uh, probably have about that many or maybe a few more uh, in the after-school program. So we still have space for more students. And uh, we had an open house on Friday, and uh, we wanted the community to know that the Phyllis Wheatley Center is open and welcoming students. And so we got several parents and, and students who came by interested in uh, in signing up for uh, the virtual home program as well as the uh, after-school program. So we're excited uh, about our numbers starting to increase, but 
and and just even in that being mindful that we got to really be you know on our p's and q's trying to make sure that we are uh doing all that we can to keep them as safe uh to keep the students and our safe uh, and our staff as safe as possible uh, uh since covid is still alive and well of course of course so if a parent is interested in enrolling their child since you still have space they can just contact you directly at the Phyllis Wheatley Center? Yes, they can uh, call us at the Phyllis Wheatley Center at 546-0651. They can send an email. They can also go online to uh, ywcanots.com, and there should be a link on there where they can reach out to the Phyllis Wheatley Center. So, yes, uh, we encourage parents to call. uh, Well, I was going to say I'll share that information on talkingwitht.com as well. So our listeners can go and make sure that they have a way to contact you. Yes. And so what we do when 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 parents uh, register their students for the virtual home program, we just go ahead and ask them to sign them up for after school as well. Um, and it's two separate applications, but it's just necessary, you know, just with the uh, uh, the way funding and all of that goes. But we try to encourage them to just register them for both. And so in the event that students have to stay or uh, would like to stay or need to stay, they're already mm-hmm. registered and uh, can start participating. That makes sense. It makes yeah, that sense. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, I won't keep you. I know you have long days. That What do you say, 7.30 to 6.30? Yes, 7.30 Ugh. to 6.30, yeah. <laughs> and all right, all right. Well, week? I'll... Yeah, sure. Can I say one other thing? So we uh, have a position, and again, if people go on to YWCANOX.com, they'll see there's a position called the Virtual Home Program Assistant. And so we are looking, hopefully looking for people who are former educators uh, who would like to apply to work with the students who who come there for a virtual home. And that way we have uh, hopefully – someone who has worked in the field of education to be able to assist our students when they come in, if they have some issues or a problem, then having a teacher or somebody who has experience in the educational, uh, you know, sector there, they can help them a little bit better than some of us who have not, uh, you know, who are not educators or who've not, you know, been in a school setting. So if there's, uh, if there are people out there in your listening audience who would like to, apply uh, for the virtual home assistant uh, program, they, please have them to go to the YWCANOX.com and, and, and uh, complete an application. That's good. That's good. So, listeners, a couple of things to keep in mind. One, there's a job opportunity for those educators that may want to teach a virtual class at the virtual home away from home program at the Phyllis Wheatley Center, as well as there are some spots open for students, so parents that may have to work, or maybe you're trying to juggle two or three kids and, and find it <laughs> necessary to get some help, you can reach out to the Phyllis Wheatley Center and Miss Monica Smith Albright. So thank you for your time today, and most definitely thank you for talking with T. Yes, thank you for having me. Put your ears on blast. This will go pretty fast as we cover today's quick bits. The Emmy Awards were held this past Sunday. You can check out TalkingWithT.com to see the list of winners. But I do want to highlight that Regina King won Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series or TV Movie for her role in Watchmen. Octavia Spencer and Kerry Washington were also in the running. Many 
are mourning iconic Supreme Court Justice Ruth Ginsburg, who was recognized as a champion for women's rights and gender equality. She died at the age of 87 from pancreatic cancer. Her accomplishments and accolades run long. She was well-respected and will be missed. In the wake of her death, Trump is pushing to nominate a new justice while others believe the nomination should be done after the elections. South Dakota's attorney general struck and killed a man while driving on Saturday the 14th. He initially told the police he had hit a deer. The tragic accident is still under investigation. You know, 2020 is really just showing out and wearing us out. The coronavirus has killed hundreds of thousands. There continues to be civil unrest as police brutality, racism, and discrimination has fueled protests. We have a whole political circus going on. Now we're dealing with the now we are dealing with unprecedented wildfires and some darn hurricanes have the nerve to be hitting as well. Being a person of faith, I pray. I pray for those who have suffered and lost and for those of us dealing with pain and uncertainties. I pray that everyone find peace in the moment and find their strength to endure as better days will come. Everybody's talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM. Just the best every day. All right, listeners, by now, y'all know what time it is. I have none other than our top investigator, most often instigator, Pete R. Pam, as we cover trending news and uncover hot topics. Always trending in the news as of late is COVID-19. U.S. deaths near 200,000. And in 31 states, the number of new cases has increased by at least 10%. The Tennessee Department of Health reported 2,075 new cases along with two additional deaths. And I read that tens of thousands, and I kept rereading it, but tens of thousands are at a bike fest in Missouri, even though the coronavirus cases there continue to rise. So do you think people have just thrown in the towel? Are they willing to let the chips fall where they may? Have they given up on trying to protect themselves and others? What's going on? I think they basically have. Someone said the other day, um, I was reading some articles about it, and mm-hmm. they had been and they basically said that, we're all going to get it eventually. So it's up to your immune system if you beat it or not. They basically said they're not going to stop living their life because it's out there. And people are very much so enjoying their life. I'll be thinking I'm crazy sometimes because I don't go anywhere or do any functions. And I said, am I the crazy one? Should I be out here just enjoying life? Because I see on Facebook around here every day people are at different events. Mm. And the thing about it is people are hosting different events. And then I noticed that they relaxed some of the guidelines as far as bars and such being open. They can now stay open a little later. So I don't know if they think we're eventually adjusting because even out of those new cases, the thousands of new cases, I believe the deaths are going down. And I don't know if we're building up a natural immunity to it or what's going on. Of course, we all hope that this goes away quickly and that we do have a vaccine or that we have something to fight it. Because even though 
like I said, people might be giving up. When I think about the number of deaths, the number of families affected, we know families that have lost three and four people out of the same family, and that's still hurtful. And so when I think about that piece, I'm not quite ready to throw in the towel, although I'm like you. You see people who made the decision, you know what, we're going to live. We're going to continue to do the things we've done, you know, and I think they wear the mask. But we had a guest previously on the show, I think you referred to him actually, who mentioned that the mask may give us a false sense of security. And so we'll all just uh, see what happens. So it's the beginning of fall officially this week, and... It just, I've noticed it's gotten a little nippy in the evening. A little nippy. <laughs> it's downright cold. <laughs> and someone said on Facebook today that Summer didn't even say bye. She just got her stuff and left. <laughs> <Like I'm>... Peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought that up because when the fall hit, so the flu season. And so we do not know what type of relationship or entanglement the flu and COVID will have. And so I encourage everyone to still take precautions, you know, follow guidelines, use your best judgment, and we all want to get through this together. Yes, we do. And can you get regular sick now? Like, you know, I see a lot of people, you know, have allergies and different stuff. Can you get regular sick or is everything COVID sick? Well, you know, people look at you sideways. I darn near choked in the dollar store because I had to cough. <laughs> and I didn't want to because, you know, people people look at you funny and everything. And so, yeah, people who have allergies have been struggling, trying to muffle their sneezes and coughs. And, you know, we look at people sideways and that we didn't used to do that. No, we didn't. You can't even, like you said, you can't even cough and you would. Dang their dad trying to hold in a cowboy sneeze. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, changing um, our tone a little bit, federal buildings in Louisville, Kentucky, are set to close from September 21st to 25th as we wait the decision of the Breonna Taylor's case. So although the family was awarded $12 million in a settlement related to her death, and that was among the largest payouts linked to a police shooting, Many don't see this as justice. Criminal charges have yet to be filed, and some are calling that settlement a band-aid because the money doesn't fix the police violence. The money won't bring back her life. The money hasn't stopped this from happening over and over again. And so they're closing those federal buildings, and they've also asked for additional protection of the courthouse because they know all you know what is going to break loose. If charges aren't filed against the officers that killed her, and yes, I said killed. You might want to use a synonym of murder. Um, and if charges aren't filed, it's not going to be a pretty scene. It is, and I've been been saying that, um, you know, because I was kind of skeptical when they were paid the $12 million, but then I thought about it um, because they still have charges to be filed. So we need that mm-hmm. top of the $12 million. They should have received right. something, and being that this was the biggest payout in history in a case like this, they deserved it. It won't bring their daughter back, but we are hoping they will charge the officers because, like you said, if they don't, they haven't seen rioting yet. And I hate to mm. say that they will uh, try to roof off the mug, but, but they will. 
Right, right. Yeah. Uh, turn the corner once again. I know I'm all over the place today, but let's let's talk really quickly about this tiger. And we talked a little bit about it last week, but not too long ago there was a report of a tiger on the loose in our parts. Then they said it was a mistaken identity, and it was really a bobcat. Either of those would seem dangerous lurking around in the city, so I'm thinking where they come from. The zoo said they hadn't lost any animals. And then it was in the news a couple of days, and all of a sudden it just went away. So is this tiger or bobcat or lion or whatever it is, is it still on the loose or what? I think it's still on the loose. I think that they couldn't find the Knoxville tiger, and they just said, it was a mistaken identity. The whole time, the tiger is still down here. Probably called his friends and family to come to Knoxville because there's some birds loose. So that's some good meals. There's some people. Yeah, it's still out there. The Knoxville tiger even has a Facebook and Twitter page, and he's posted all up over town. He was just getting to him some food at Market Square the other night, and. <laughs> <laughs> He know he's still on the loose. I don't know why they just stopped looking for him. They and then they had the officers confused, like he didn't see a tiger. He know what a tiger looked like. Because a tiger has stripes. I mean, I went back to try to look at some little books and see if I could mistake a tiger for another animal, and it was very difficult to do. But let's say it was a bobcat. Aren't those dangerous as well? Right, that like. It, they said it was a a kitten. No, it's a bobcat. It will eat you up too. Wow. Okay. And a cougar. And a cougar too, right? So we on the okay. So no evidence that the bobcat, cougar, or tiger has been caught. Right. Hasn't been okay. caught. Still out there. No telling where it is now. Mm mm. Well, uh, before we close, recently I was thinking about my grandmother. And how she would express things through what are common phrases really in the African American community. So as we look to enhance our communication across colored lines, I thought I'd share a few of these phrases along with their definitions. So to help my friends and others so we could all be on the same page. All right. And so I started my post in saying that I generally pride myself on the professional poised and polished way I speak, but there are times and really just these words from my grandmothers and some of our other elders seem to better get my point across. And so we're going to help people understand the switch. When I finish listening, I want you to go on our social media pages, find the post, and then I want you to add your phrases as well. If I say, not narrow another time, that's spelled N-A-R-A. If I say not narrow another time, I mean, I strongly suggest you don't do it again. If I say, in all my appointed time, I mean in all the time that I've been appointed to life on earth. If I say, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and do it again. I, in fact, am challenging you, and it is strongly suggested that you do not do it again. And if I say, what you say? It means I heard clearly <laughs> what you said. But I'm going to give you the opportunity to rephrase or retract your words. If I say, let me find out, that's spelled L-E-M-M-E, let me find out. That means if I discover 
you have lied or misled me, there will be consequences. So as I said, there are many, many more. We want to keep this list going as we bridge communication. Sam, you got any? Yes, you know the old old terms. It's not so much a saying, but my nanny Nim used to say that somebody is drunker than Cootie Brown. And who exactly <laughs> is Cootie Brown? I knew you weren't going to let me through this show. <laughs> Who is Cody Brown? He's with the Tiger. Okay, y'all. If anybody knows <laughs> who Cody Brown is, <laughs> we got to let us know. Please. Please, <laughs> please, please let us know. There's got to be somebody's granddaddy or somebody out there. <laughs> one thing about it, everybody knows him because <laughs> I've heard that on more than one occasion from multiple people. Yes, yes. And also they used to say, I be John Brown. John Brown got to be Ken the Cootie Brown. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're like, well, I be John Brown. Be like, oh. I laughed. I almost coughed, but I got scared because <laughs> you know we can't <laughs> cough right now. So you got the mm-hmm. corona cough. <laughs> right. So that's going to have to be it for this bit. Um, And I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. (laughs) All right. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our top line. That's 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com. Share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and join our Facebook group, The Tea Room. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With Tea, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With Tea. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, tea will end with a quote. Where there is no struggle, there is no strength. Oprah Winfrey. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.